This episode of Vic's Basement is brought to you by EB Games. Support us by buying your video games at EB Games. That works. Welcome to Vic's Basement, everybody. Hey, everybody. I just made another pervy, ridiculous six plus joke. No, because I was asking for his credentials. Yeah. He's like, I'll show you my six plus. I mean, honestly, <laughs> did Apple know what the hell they were doing when they named that thing? Well, uh, they did because they want us to make jokes like that. We're talking about it. I guess so, it. right? Yeah, I six mean, maybe. plus. I'm sure they, they've discussed every angle when they do marketing, right? They're yeah. pretty, they have a lot of people. Well, they went with iPad. They and went with iPad. Of, a lot of eye rolls on and that all, one. But all the jokes that came from that, we were just talking about SNL, but I think SNL did a skit about the iPad, uh, about how women use iPads. Okay, we don't need to get into it. But you know where I'm going. Did you want to see my six plus? <laughs> it's right over here. Uh, I have oh, it's right, it, oh, it's I right, have right, right here. Yes, I do. Oh, look at that. It's look still how fine, not that bent. Is. Look at that. Can we see? just... One sec. Because I have mine. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, you have the six now. The, the Apple six. sent us the six. The review of that of the six is coming very soon. Yes. And she's very jealous of the extra width and uh, girth. I am, but if length. you remember, you, okay. It's so but, ridiculous. But if you remember, you and I were in uh, our favorite coffee establishment the other day. Yep. And uh, when I was using my phone to pay, because I do... Uh, the girl was like, wow, is it the new iPhone? And I said, yes. And you pulled yours out, but nobody recognized that it was an iPhone. No, and everybody thought it was a uh, Samsung Note. Right. Yes. I said, no, that's that's an iPhone too. Well, it's it doesn't help that the, it's all black and in the case yeah. and everything. There's nothing really identical. Like if I had the white, the white one, one with the little ring or, or sure. the gold one or, it didn't ha- or a different kind of case. I just but, wanted you to say that you were jealous of me for one second, but you didn't say that. Uh, no, I bought I bought this. I'm very happy with my purchase. It's a, it's a great phone. I've been playing it like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, today, I think we're going to do something a little bit different. What are we because, gonna do? Uh, we, um, uh, we're talking about uh, a little bit of your background because every once in a while, well, on the show, we, we have to do some song and dance bits every once in a while. <laughs> we do a little tap dancing. A little tap dancing. Yeah. You know, we improvise a lot, right? And, yeah. And uh, I didn't know that you went to uh, theater. Oh. And you were in musical theater, special. Yeah. You were in, uh, I know that you, you danced. Put me on the spot? Yeah, but tell, tell us about your background. Like, you went, to, you went to theater and you went to musical theater? That was. Uh, yeah, well, I. Growing up, I was in uh, dance lessons, so one of the uh, classes that they introduced to us while we were at, I did it competitively, so it was pretty serious for us, but uh, uh, they introduced a musical theater class, and that's when I really got into singing. I really loved it, and uh, so I, we just combined everything with singing, dancing, and acting, and I was a real, yeah, real theater kid, so I, um, I did all that, and that was one of the reasons why I wanted to go to Toronto was to pursue that. So I auditioned for a theater school, um, a theater college in um, Ontario, and my backup school was Ryerson. Okay. But uh, there was this time, I'm going to date myself now, but uh, in Ontario, there was a time when they used to have grade 13. Right. And then they got rid of it. So then there was, when they got rid of grade 13, so they had uh, grade 13 people with grade 12 people all going and auditioning at the same time. So there was twice as many people trying to get into these schools, which is really difficult. Uh, but anyway, I was. What I'm school? trying to make excuses for the fact that I was waitlisted so you, uh, at Sheridan. Well, you got waitlisted. That's good. That doesn't mean anything. They could put like hundreds of people on waitlist. I'm that's, sure that happens. That's fine. Um, and then so I, I just opted for my second choice, which was Ryerson. So I went to uh, dance at Ryerson, uh, which was not. I mean, I didn't. I have. Ter- like my hips just completely broke down on me. I could not dance for as much as we were dancing okay. all the time. So I had to um, 
leave the program after a couple oh, of years. Oh, that must but have sucked. Yeah, it was, it was pretty sad, actually, to leave it. Did and they also tell to, you that? Did your doctor say? No, or what? I, yeah, I, I had to find different therapists all the time. I was always having to uh, leave class halfway through or sit out at least and just watch and try to take in the choreography and, there was and not nothing actually you, jump into it. I would actually, ice my hips all the time. It was your bone, your hip bones couldn't uh, yeah, handle? So my, yeah, my hip um, flexors, uh, I just would always go to physiotherapy. I went to active release therapy, and that really helped a lot, but it was really expensive and my school insurance didn't cover it all so right. I just couldn't it was my body telling me that I was making the wrong life choice okay that's what were I you feeling that psychologically too were you feeling yes, definitely. you were feeling I was like, really unhappy yeah. I was really unhappy uh, it's a bit of a pressure cooker right this yeah. whole pursuing the performing arts type yeah. thing I mean it's uh, and you're surrounded by people everybody has a different reason why they want to get into it there's a lot sure. of desperation there's a lot of like i found my calling and i'm oh going to God. be this it's going i'm actress. going to be huge yeah and, and you kind of feel that and see that because i it's but what was interesting is that I, I went through all of this stuff too we talk about me having uh, some acting uh, background all the time on the yeah. show but it was it's interesting that you went that route yeah. as well and chose to yeah and then yeah and then I decided to yeah it is actually uh because I used um I wasn't happy in school I just I always remember not being happy not wanting to go the next day and uh so I finally made the decision to leave I know and then I um during my time where I wasn't in school because I was just kind of wandering the earth I didn't know what I was going to do with my life I had no idea but I did (laughs) really enjoy yeah (laughs) I did really enjoy watching uh Electric Playground or Reviews in the Run those are just the shows that I would always watch I heard those shows were really good Good. They are very good. Yeah. And uh, and then I would have um, my GameCube because I left Saskatoon. So, um, so it was just you holding your GameCube like Game a lunch Cube, kit. And I had... Walking from bus stop to bus stop. <laughs> watching EP just, and reviews on the run. Yeah, I was just playing, Sporadic like, times that you'd find us at right, late, because, late night. Yeah, because video games made me happy. And... and uh, so I had that and I had uh, baseball because I was at the Rogers Center as well and that made me happy so I just thought that you know what I want to surround myself with the things that make me happy and I don't I'm not talented enough to make video games Um, so if I could talk about them in some way that would be really cool so that's why I decided to go to journalism school and and try to um, thrust myself into this world Uh, and now I'm here well, good on you, because <laughs> you, you did do that, and you made an impression, and you were shooting uh, your own videos and editing your own stuff yes. and writing for Game Focus, I mm-hmm. think, was the, yeah. the site. Yeah, we did a lot, I did a lot of videos, because I really enjoyed editing. I enjoyed putting my stuff together, so, um, yeah, it was And just, you connected with everybody in yeah. the industry right away, too. Everybody had really good things to say about you right uh, away, that, which... It's well, a small business. And yes, it was, I bribe people with baked goods. There you that's go. That's number one. That, that's uh, what I did too. That, <laughs> you need to, <laughs> you need to uh, yeah, if you need to make an impression somehow, uh, baked goods are a fantastic way to do it, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's go to... back to musical theater. Oh, why? All okay, right, let's sure. talk about some of the... Uh, Nobody wants to hear about No, this. come on, I'm curious. Like, what, what roles did you play? What, what performances um, did you put on? What, what's ooh, your favorite? I mean, if you... Because I'll tell you, I love... Singing in the Rain, and I love yeah. Gene Kelly. He is amazing. And Gene I, Kelly is fantastic. He, he was a gift forever for, for cinema, for culture, for art. It's true. You know, like he, he left I an just, indelible mark in this world, yeah. and I love him, and I love what he did. I just and I, I was American a kid. American Paris, actually. Yeah, American Paris was great, too. And I was yeah. a kid when I discovered all that. Mm-hmm. And that was certainly that, and all the geek stuff that I got into got me into acting. But yeah. what, what about you? What was what was your stuff that, that you loved? People well, are I like, what's what happening here? They're, they're like, uh, like jazz talk hands. Talk about video games. <laughs> yeah. Why are we talking about musical theater? Hey, we're talking about us for a second. What is it, Joshua? 
people are asking, uh, Vic, will you bring back the goatee for 20 years? (laughs) (laughs) So grow it in, uh, what if I grow a mustache for for Movember? Because I've always wanted to do that. Yeah, let's do it. And... Oh, I hope Scott does. You want to grow a mustache for Movember too? I'm already starting. Oh, okay, good. I haven't lost uh, it since. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Uh, and I could grow a goatee during Movember, and then in December for the Rocket and Reagan Awards, I could have that goatee, the uh, the Please. goatee back. That would be so fantastic. It may have a few gray hairs in there. Okay. All gray. No one's gonna see that. Yes. It's just you. All right. Um, but yes, so I put my first uh, lead role was in grade. Ten uh, when I first started auditioning for school plays, and I was Oliver in Oliver. You were the boy was, in Oliver. Yeah, well, that explains I, so much. <laughs> no. I had to wear a wig. Okay, okay. so uh, first of all, you have to have you have to be a soprano to play Oliver. Like you need right. to have a high range yeah. voice. So yeah. uh, I got the gig, I got the part, and uh, well, a soprano. A soprano for as in, in boys or for girls. No, you have to have a high voice. You have to be Period. able to hit notes. Okay. So for like the boys, the way well, they're little boys. They can they can sing high, but it's yeah. high school, so boys okay. are going through puberty. They couldn't they, they couldn't, couldn't play. hit that right. Okay. No, they, could, they couldn't hit that. Yeah. Um. So I had to wear a wig, and the thing is, I have a really big head. So to pack all this hair into a wig, it was. Are we the same fucking person? It, I sometimes I think so. It's so weird. We wore the same thing on set today. It wasn't yeah. Even, I mean, okay. I was wearing a dress, but we were matching, and it was all weird. Right. Um. Yeah, it, my head was huge, uh, and I was really, I was really skinny. Like I was, I was disgustingly skinny in high school. Like I was just a stick. So uh, did I tell you that people used to call me lollipop? No. Yes, because my head was so big and my oh, body was so on. small. So like I have this big. <laughs> come on! Why are people such jerks? Oh, fine, it's whatever. It was just high school. Um, yeah. So I look, I definitely look like a lollipop. But that was, a, it was a really good uh, experience for me. I really enjoyed it. Um, actually, that that was grade ten. Grade nine, we did a different production, that, but a musical that I don't think people could so hear. But did I you do we... any professional stuff after that? Did you do no. or, or so it was? But you went into into theater school. I went. I auditioned for theater school in Toronto, but then I got in as uh, I got into theater dance. Theater dance uh, at Ryerson. At Ryerson, yeah. Okay. And, and so we did some improv there, and I did some improv actually uh, in journalism school, which is fantastic. Right. And that was a lot of fun for me. That was my favorite class. So uh, I don't know. I've been thinking about that a lot lately because I just kind of left it. Yeah. But at the same time, we do a lot of performance with mm-hmm. what we do, and you and I are improving uh, for most of what we do for yep. uh, not only when we shoot our reviews, but that is all improv. But when we do studio stuff, we're also doing a lot of mm-hmm. improv as well, which is, it's fun. It's, it's exciting. It, it, I mean, today we were dancing and putting we on were. terrible accents. Yes. So you're welcome. Ah, the peach. You're, you're welcome for yeah. the entertainment that we provide. Actually, thank you for watching, by the way, yeah. for taking <laughs> Wait, time out of your day back. to stay here and listen to us and watch us and stuff. It's really yeah, cool and we really appreciate it. Yeah. Okay, but uh, so... Oh, we're did still you do? About yeah, me. did you do any other uh, like at post grade twelve? Did you do any other? No, I no. I, it was because it was all education. It was all, it was all still about, learning. Yeah, it was all they about still being in school. Big shows on or anything back then. Uh, no, it was all about being in school. I didn't do anything outside of it except for my dancing in my theater. Yeah. Uh, in like for my um, actual dance school that I went to. So we did. I mean, we did different uh, productions, um, but it was never anything. Why didn't big. you like it? Was it the people? I, did you have it, terrible teachers? Uh. Okay, well, in at Ryerson, I I really felt uh, like I wasn't supposed to be there. Like it just wasn't for me at all. And there was, I I don't want to say bad things about people, but they it was really clicky. Yeah. Uh, in did they call you lollipop? They didn't call me lollipop. No. 
But uh, I just never really felt like I belonged. And then there was a, a separate portion of it where we were friends with the actors as well because there was an acting school, um, theater uh, for the actors, and there was theater for the dancers. So sometimes we would come together and do classes together, yeah. which was fun. But then everyone just felt like so serious. Like, I'm a serious actor. I'm yeah. an actor one day. And it was all about the craft. And I just wanted to be a person yeah. as well. Like, I want to be real can we just be real with each other or is this really how you are yeah it was weird too when i was because i went to uvic and and yeah. uh, noticed a little bit of that as well you know everybody was dressed in black and everybody was smoking and mm. it was like they were trying to Turtleneck? you know yeah absolutely it was like they were trying to live a scene out of yeah. uh, some parisian 1950s movie <laughs> and i did feel out of place yeah. and i you know i would read about actors in their pursuit of the craft and like Lawrence Olivia because it was part of our school mm -hmm. our education and and they would all just leave it at the stage you know yeah. they would just say it's just acting darling yeah. you know they would just get their role they'd just do the thing they wouldn't leave it they wouldn't be and I there was a lot of uh, discussion about that because method and uh, classically trained theatrical, you know, geniuses mm -hmm. were coming together in the 50s and 60s making these movies. And this is what they teach you in acting school. Mm -hmm. They run all of those old Montgomery Clift and uh, uh, James Dean pictures and they show the naturalism, the Brandos and all that stuff next mm -hmm. to these kind of stagey people. Oh. But they always talked and reflected on the fact that the... Um, uh, you know, the older actors that had been working for a long time could just leave it. But the mm. Dustin Hoffmans and the, you know, these guys that were just grinding their gears yeah. and just wanting to make an indelible mark as these characters, uh, they couldn't, mm. you know, and it and it stuck with them. And, and well, I felt like I wanted to be more of a craftsperson yeah. than a tortured artist. Right. And I think uh, people aspired to be tortured artists. Mm. And uh, But then why would you... I just can't believe you would want to put yourself through that. It's just a, it's a lot of I, stress. Acting, and, the, it is, though. And that's the thing that I've come to realize is mm. just how... Uh, how much you just have to stay at it when you're an actor mm -hmm. and how much you have to put up with and how yeah. much you have to wait and how much patience you have to have yeah. and how flexible you've got to be and how many crazy things you're going to do. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, crazy stuff starts happening. I look at Scoot McNary. Nobody would have expected him to be in every movie that we see. He's in everything. Yeah, and he's in everything. We just, we just saw him again yes. in Gone Girl. Just... He's got a huge role in uh, Batman versus Superman, Donna he... Justice. He might be the Flash. That's what they're that's talking crazy. about. That's crazy. Well, I know. that's going to be weird because I've just seen him in these very small supporting you see him for a second or a couple of scenes and he's great in them yeah uh, so it's gonna be weird to see him with a lot of camera time well he's he's, he's great though he's in the clique he's he's good buds with uh affleck and brad pitt and okay stuff can we now. discuss this for a second is yeah. it clique or is it click because i don't really like the word clique uh, clique i don't like I think it. i think it has a has a french root okay <laughs> all right so that's a little bit of the past We've just discovered how to correctly pronounce clique. Thank you, I, everyone. Sure. All right. Where have you been the last few days? Uh, what happened? I, was just, I just got back from Ireland. You just you went know. to Ireland, just on, Ireland for, for a Wednesday. Day. <laughs> just wanted to be in Ireland for Wednesday. Just, yeah, I was just in Ireland for uh, one day. And uh, it was... What happened? Great. What went down? Because well, it's going to be a week before you see this stuff on the show. But what went, what went down? Where, where did you true. go? That's You'll see it next Thursday. Yeah. Um, I went to the set of Vikings. So uh, this fantastic show. If you haven't seen it yet, Vikings, it's on the History Channel. It is on my list. Uh, it is. And the thing is, I didn't start watching it yet, but Adam, our producer in Toronto, has been bugging me for a long time to start watching this show because he loves it so much. Because he is and, a Viking. Because he is a Viking, yes. Adam. Yeah. And because uh, he and his wife watch it all the time. And, um, Do so, you think they role play when they watch it? Maybe. <laughs> 
<laughs> Maybe. That would be spicy. Um, possibly. But uh, just jumping into the, the show itself, it's so fantastically done. Yeah. Uh, they shoot it in Ireland, but it's a Canadian-Irish um, television show because okay. because Canada and Ireland have the same kind of tax breaks mm. for um, people shooting anything, which is really cool. So uh, you can be Canadian and shoot in Ireland, and cool. then uh, so that's there. There's a real combination there. And I noticed while I was there that Canadians and um, I just feel like the Irish uh, have a lot in common with Canadians. So you learned a lot on Wednesday. Uh, I learned a lot on Wednesday. <laughs> uh, we're all you learned a lot about like, Ireland on Wednesday. Yeah, I did because we went to. <laughs> Uh, oh, Wicklow, yeah. and this is a little town an hour away from Dublin. Does Bono and own it? I, I don't think so. Okay. I didn't actually mention Bono at all the whole time I was there because right. I didn't know if people, I didn't, I should have, I didn't know if I should bring him up or not. I don't know how people feel about him. Um, but we, uh, it was cool because we went to the set of Vikings and uh, I had a Guinness after to celebrate just because that's what you're supposed to do in Ireland, apparently. Yeah. Uh, even though you can get Guinness anywhere it's just very fresh when you get it there. Okay, okay. So, uh, Did it taste different? Well, for me, it tasted different because I taste, I tried a Guinness forever ago, um, and I just remember feeling like it tasted like blood. Okay. <laughs> because it's just filled with, Josh, don't look at me like that. It's filled with so much iron that it has a very metallic taste to it. That's what I thought. Blood? Yes. <laughs> and uh, She knows because she's... She's I dr tried. She's drank. She's drunken. She's I, drunken. I drank. And then I had a sip. Uh, pints of blood before. Yes. Yeah. I tried it. How do you think you get uh, this? Exactly. Lustrous. <laughs> it's, all, it's all blood. <laughs> all blood. Um, and no, but having the Guinness there, was they served at room temperature, which yeah. is, I guess, the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. But uh, it was such a long day, and I was on almost no sleep. So you were that I was, I was just feeling... And there's not that much alcohol in it at all. Okay. I just... Uh, but you were hammered. They actually recommend pregnant women have a, have a pint of Guinness. Once a week, because it's good for the fetus. Really? Yes. Okay. So it's not. Uh, but it's only in Ireland. Only in Ireland. No, it's in Canada too. It's fine. Okay. You can do it. Uh, right. It's supposed to be really good for you. Okay. I'm not condoning that you drink alcohol, but that's what you can. Did you see it. some carnage on set? Were there were some cool stunts? What did they have set up for you? Because uh, when they invite us to sets, they usually yeah. have uh, some kind of event. And uh, Scott and I went to a, the set of a, a cheese ball uh, Canadian. Uh, uh, movie here where they had the Yeti out. It was a, a beer movie, okay. uh, and they had naked women on set that day. They just got all naked because there was, it was like a uh, it was a beach. That would really piss me off. Naked lady thing. Yes, it was that crazy. That would really piss me off. But it's they uh, always they always plan events and things like that. No, they we did, did not. Uh, nothing. They were shooting the last episode of season three. Okay. But we were there to discuss season two because it's coming out on Blu-ray. Okay. So they're very adamant on not uh, disclosing anything about season three. We can't really watch. We, uh, we stayed kind of to the background when they were shooting outside. Um, Wait a uh, second. The last so they invited you to the set, but you couldn't really go to the well, set. Well, we went to. We did go to the main uh, city, like the main area that they had set up but there was no acting being done there. We were just okay. allowed to walk around and I could take pictures. Because okay. uh, I'm trying to do this travel vlog thing, but I couldn't, uh, every time I took my phone out, there were just really, like, no, you, there's no pictures, you can't do that. Uh, so you didn't see any stunts? You didn't see these so guys get into a big saw, battle? Or? I saw a lot of uh, extras with beards, and I was chatting with them. Uh, we were just kind of sitting, because we were waiting around a lot and just chatting with them. And they were so, like, they, they didn't know why I was talking to them. He's like, you know, we're only extras. I'm like, what? See that? What do you mean? You're only extras. This is a big deal. You're in a really cool show. And but one of the one of the dudes hadn't even seen it. He was oh, just really? he just had a beard and 
They just showed up. There, you look Viking-ish. It was so cool though because it was beautiful and uh, there were there were goats. There were just goats walking around the day before. He said you just missed it, but we had alpacas um, the day before, and they have. Oh, you know it was really funny because they don't apparently having a horse. And apparently, every time I say apparently now, I can think of it as the apparently kid. Um, they have a horse, to have a horse on set is really expensive. So sometimes if you see a horse, uh, like they do have them there, but sometimes they just have like a horse head on a, on a stick. Yeah. No. <laughs> yes. Are you kidding? Yes. yes. So, oh my God. Uh, so I was talking to Travis Femel, who plays uh, Ragnar, and he uh, was saying how <laughs> in one of the scenes, he has to carry somebody on his shoulder while he's riding a horse, but he couldn't actually be on the horse. He had to like hold him on his shoulder and like just pretend he was on the horse. <laughs> oh my god, acting! <laughs> yes, it's acting, man. It really is. Oh, but, that's incredible. Uh, but it's, it's cool to be. I would imagine it'd be cool to be an actor um, in something like that because it's not. There are a few green screen moment moments because they had them there, but um, it's like you, they make. The boats, the boats are there. There's a lot of CG that's involved in making the boats come alive. But yeah. you're really on a boat and you're really paddling in the water. And You're doing pretty good for somebody that's been across you know, two continents <laughs> and several time zones. Thanks. And, and you've had uh, about six hours sleep in three days or something yeah, like that. Did you sleep on the that. plane? I cannot sleep on a plane for my life. I even got one of those neck pillows. You had nine hours um, back and forth and yeah, no sleeping? I had, uh, yeah, I had one of those neck pillows and I really tried. But here's the thing. I don't yeah. like the window seat. Right. So I try to avoid it. But I got stuck at the window a couple of times. But on the longest flights from Ireland uh, to Canada and to Canada from Ireland, I was in the, on an aisle seat. But I always have like... I don't know what's happened to me, but I had like a weirdo sitting. Oh, sorry, a weirdo sitting across from me. Yeah. And so every time I felt like I was falling asleep, I felt like the weirdo was staring at me. So I, I, I couldn't try. I don't trust people around me when right. I'm sleeping. Basically, right. is yeah. what I'm saying. I just don't trust yeah, you. Yeah, you're very vulnerable. And uh, it is weird on a plane for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I tried to just watch things and uh, played a few games. Um, Monument Valley really kept me company. Actually, this trip it was just very soothing and beautiful. Uh, beautiful. Should have put you to sleep though. Uh, I mean, I tried, and then I fell asleep. I did fall asleep uh, on the way from Chicago because I stopped in Chicago to Vancouver. But uh, this couple was sitting beside me, and this man sneezed so loudly that he woke me up, and oh. I was just, and my and my heart was beating in my chest, and I couldn't. Uh, so it's just it's was basically it one of those? the assholes around. Me. Yes, it was so loud. Come on, it was so everyone, loud. let's Just, learn to sneeze quieter. Let, yeah, let's tame our sneezes a little bit, people. Well, um, yesterday I talked to the lady oh. that wrote The Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, you've been doing a lot while I've been away. Well, I've been shooting and doing you know fun things, but uh, I, uh, I, I was really excited to meet Nicole Perlman. She was the lady that we can all thank for uh, saying to the Marvel execs that we should make this movie. She Great. found Rocket, she found Groot, uh, you know, obviously they were popular to a degree in the yeah. comics universe of Marvel, but she said, and and really delivered the message back to the execs that they would have a hit with this thing, mm -hmm. and they could go galactic, and they could position it slightly differently than all the other Marvel movies, mm -hmm. and she was wonderful. And now she's got uh, a bunch of, and I think what was going on with her in her career is that she was kind of brought up through Marvel. She was kind mm -hmm. of in the script program, and... Uh, you know, given some room to kind of uh, come up and create well, stuff. That's an interesting life. But she wrote the first draft on this thing to make it a go movie. Wow. And now she's licensing and optioning her own stuff, also working on comics properties wow. and working on other. 
and it was just awesome, man. It was just really cool to meet her. She was really, uh, you know, a bit nervous and a bit uh, yeah, very humble it's about totally it all. Humble, yeah. And she's got the biggest movie of the year. And yeah. the, the thing that kind of sucks about it, and you can Google all this stuff, it's all out there right now, but mm -hmm. James Gunn is... Who, who I, we also admire like crazy and it's definitely his movie he put the stamp and the comedic kind of spin on all of it sure. but he's really claiming a lot of the credit for the writing on the on the movie mm. and he doesn't really acknowledge Nicole's participation um, and I don't you know none of us can really know the, the whole truth about course, it yeah. except for Nicole and James but it just feels so it feels so weird because he actually petitioned the Writers Guild of America to, to uh, uh, claim more writing credit on the movie. Okay. And no director really does that with their writers, oh. especially a writer-director. You know, usually there's a little respect given to... Uh, to the writers. And I don't want to dog James Gunn here, but obviously... Yeah, let's dog him. He's doing very well, and and he's he's the he's you know Nicole is not apparently involved in the uh, the sequel, oh. um, and it's all trashy and and crappy, uh, but I was really, really impressed by her, and I was really happy to meet her, and uh, uh, you know. I, we both shared this kind of moment of like, how the hell did Guardians of the Galaxy become the biggest movie of the year? You know, uh, what yeah, a shocker! A yeah, that's really that's so cool. That you got to chat with someone yeah. uh, that was so heavily involved in such a big movie. Mm -hmm. um, that would yeah. So I, I missed out on that, but I'm happy that you got to do the. Interview. It was great. Yeah, it was great. And now next week I'm going to Europe. Next week you I are. Yeah, so I'm not going to be. So uh, rarely seeing each other. Yeah, I'm not going to be in the basement. We haven't figured out what we're going to do for Vic's basement for the next couple of weeks. But I I'm, think I think Scott should be here. Yep, Scott should be here. That's what we're working on right now. But, but uh, okay. uh, I'm in Let's get Scott. I'm in Cannes for the first time in my life. There's a big so event cool. that happens in Cannes, France. It's in the south of France. We land in Nice. And it is a big television conference called MIPCOM. Mm -hmm. And I'm going uh, to interview Canadian-made productions uh, that are showing their wares, are showing the, the, uh, the work that they do, the shows, uh, to the world. So I'm going to go interview a lot of the creators and the casts of all of these different shows out there. And I'm going to go and meet tons of people that are in the television industry all over the world. So I'm very, yeah. very excited about that. I'm so excited for you. Yeah. Mildly... I've never gone. I've gone to, to yeah. NatP, which is the North American uh, TV conference. I've gone to that tons of times, but this yeah. is my first one ever in Europe, so I'm, I'm anyway. so stoked. I've never been to south of France like that, and uh, uh, yeah, uh, my taking, family's coming yeah, too. Yeah, you're which is, your family yep. and also Enzo. Uh, also lucky camp. Enzo. Yeah, also yeah. lucky Enzo. So, yeah. uh, well, he's part of your family yes, now he too, is. so yes, he's he like Ruby's big brother. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be so cute seeing Ruby in her little French outfits. Yep. No, I, I am psyched. And she's, uh, Ruby's, my daughter's already planning to bring her little stuffed Olivia doll to Paris. Of course. Yeah. You have to she, bring Olivia to Paris. She wants to bring Olivia to Paris, which just, it's all blowing my mind that we're, we're doing this, but it's, ha it's happening yeah, next it's week. it's happening. And then I'm going to, next time I see you for, no, so we can't do Vic's Basement next week. Nope. No, that, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, we'll figure up. that out. Uh, so next time I see you for Vic's Basement, you'll be... The way I'm feeling right now. Mm -hmm. I'll be very <laughs> jet-lagged. Like, yeah, but it's fine. So uh, before then, though, we've got right. some cramming to do. Yeah. We've got some big games to play. Oh, um, yeah. Some and you know, ho horrifying no. games I'm, that are coming our way. Look, I'm and going to fight this. And that's what I greeted her with yeah, when that's she the first walked in the door today. To me. Yes. So you're going to be playing Evil Within. Yep. And probably a second opinion on Alien Isolation. Yes. Uh, Both I've heard are is, fantastic. I... I'm sure they are fantastic. I'm sure they're wonderful games that another gamer on our team would really enjoy because they enjoy horror games. I live on my own. Yeah. 
and I get well, you have frightened a, you, easily. You have a friendly drone that flies around. And I have around. a drone that fucking flies around. You know, I, ca- I saw the drone again, and I showed him the video, because the drone is out there, and he's spying. I'm, I'm certain that the drone is spying. What do you guys think? Should she call the cops if I there's have, a drone that's flying around outside of her window? I got that shit on tape. That's crazy, right? Uh, what kind yeah. of world is this? Where we so, have not just telescopes, but we have spy drones, drones that, that walk so, around or fly around our uh, apartment Well, I also window. have a perv across the way that has binoculars. So awesome. I, uh, I have to keep my blinds closed all the time. I'm already paranoid as shit. And now... I'm already seeing the mental image of you running around with your arms freaking like, out the screen, but in silence because the guys can't hear you. But he's just look, But he's going to be really well, scared. Ah! Was really, well, sometimes I'm really up on my high horse. So uh, I had my camera out when I was filming the drone and yeah. I'm like talking to it. I'm like, I see you, motherfucker. I see you. <laughs> that's why I don't want to turn in the video because oh, that's I'm crazy. just making an asshole on it. But you know what? We saw a movie. Can we talk about the movie that we saw? Uh, we can't do the spoiler talk, which I want to do for Gone Girl because it is, yeah. uh, we, we just, um, uh, we aired our, our review airs today on TV and, and it was uh, in EP Radio as well. And it's tough because it's so hard not to uh, reveal, reveal any of the story because we're a bit, both a bit sort of shocked and and disappointed with the movie. It for certain for certain yes, reasons. Yes. Not the way uh, the story was told because no. Um, or the story itself. It's just a, it's just a, a story that it doesn't feel appropriate anymore. It feels right. like. Um, which maybe is part of what Fincher and, and Gillian Flynn, the writer of the of the book and the move and the novel, are trying to say. Maybe you know, is that no, we can't be scared of going on these tangents. But it's just such a complicated time, mm-hmm. and we're starting to grapple with some really important things in this world that yeah. uh, this kind of undermines all of that progress. You know, it and does. That, and that's the first thing I thought of when I watched this. Yeah, it just makes you feel really uncomfortable. Yeah. But. Uh, all, having said all of that, I still think about the movie. Mm-hmm. I um, I've never left so shaken up from a movie before, and and I've been to a couple of horror movies with you now, yeah. and it's never uh, affected me the way this movie had. So um, it it does it it is a thriller. Like it takes you on a ride, and you and you really are on it for most of it. There are some moments where I just felt like, okay, this is this is not needed. It's a little bit uh, dragging on just a bit. Yeah. But um, other than that, I was just really like I hated. I, I fucking hated some of these characters and I hated yeah. them with such a passion yeah. that I, I... That was definitely the intent. Of course, that was the intent. And mm. then, so I, I walked away from the movie. Um, I, think, I think David Fincher gave me exactly what he was hoping for. Well, one of the things that we kind of talked about and, and discovered, I don't think it's in the review, is just that Fincher has this uh, uh, recurring pattern of um, uh, mask wearing and facades mm. and... and uh, you know, characters and stories where there's a, a, a giant lie being perpetrated mm. and then all is revealed, you know? And, and you can definitely call out the game and definitely call out Fight Club and Seven. And yeah. I, it feels like he's got this predilection for that as a motif, as something mm. that he wants to set up and frame all of his pictures around. And this is uh, uh, definitely in that vein. Um, but I, I feel like it's all, it also feels very trashy and it feels mm. very anachronistic. It feels like it was built from, uh, you know, a skeletal frame of uh, some of these 80s uh, thriller pictures. Okay. Like Sliver or... Uh, 
and I'm not going to say any more because yeah, we can't. Yeah, I know reveals. it's really tough to. Uh, I was just listening to an interview with him as well, where he had to explain the movie. Yeah. You can't really, you can't really explain the movie. No, you can't. You can't. You have to just because there's too many spoilers. But but what you can say though is that it it does touch on a lot of the uh, problems that a lot of people have in their own relationships, just with uh, bitterness and resentment towards the other person and uh, um, distrust and. Yeah, Loyalty. exactly. Yeah. yeah, so all those things are there, and he even said that in the interview that he just he knows a lot of couples like that. Um, obviously, this is taken to another level completely, right. but um, you know, it's still all these feelings stem from something. So, yeah. um, is it a date movie? No, <laughs> I don't know about that. But uh, <laughs> I mean, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to talk about your feelings after. You know uh, the date, sure. You know what it is. You know you can you can go to this or any Fincher movie really, and just mm. marvel at the uh, the mousetrap quality of uh, the machine mm-hmm. of his movies. Mm-hmm. You know, like all of the all of the snap pieces, just they just I mean, all the pieces kind of just snap together yeah. perfectly. Yeah. There's precision in the in the filmmaking. Oh that yeah, is really hard to do. It was fifty million dollars. That was it. Yeah. Wow. Fifty million dollars. Because it looks very, very expensive, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's exactly what we wanted with um, what was the movie Transcendence. That's exactly what we wanted with Transcendence to see how big it it could or how far it could actually go if this were really the case. And I feel like this movie took it there. So because there was we can say there's paparazzi involved. Yeah. Um, Yeah, because bad things happen, but just it really unfolded the way you think it would unfold if it were to. Really happened, so all those pieces were there. Okay, well, since we're on Twitch and Twitch is about games for the most part, we, we haven't talk talked about, about games, games all that much. I, I'm sorry, we didn't take any questions at all, and I don't know if Joshua. I just want to say one thing oh, about, sure. and I'm not, re- we're not going to review it, but I've been playing Borderlands, the pre-sequel. Oh, we're not reviewing it. I, not, not right now. Oh, you, no, but um, we are going to review. It. We are going to review yeah. it, and I've been playing a lot of it, and I play, I'm playing this Borderlands for the first time on the PC. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a couple things that I've I've uh, recognized so far in my playthrough. A, I like the experience more than Destiny so far, but it's not a shocking uh, so far a shocking departure from what I've been familiar with with uh, Borderlands. Mm-hmm. And holy crap, is it incredible on the PC with you know max resolution and um, because this time they're more in outer space. It's not just a desert wasteland kind of thing. There's yeah. like a moon. Uh, that you're racing around in a moon buggy on, and yeah. uh, there's a space station. Uh, there's more verticality because you're dealing with, uh, you know, lower lower gravity conditions. Yeah. But it just runs beautifully on my machine. It looks incredible. Okay. It's taking my breath away, and I'm I'm enjoying the hell out of it. But it's it's too soon to review. Get the uh, nine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I certainly noticed that uh, one of the things that I picked up on is that. In a way, this is kind of turning into, especially with all these new characters that they're introducing and everything, it's almost yeah. like a, a, a Diabloized interactive um, version of um, uh, Whedon's Firefly, you know, oh. as a game. You know, it's like it's so kooky and crazy, it's but there's there. just enough, you know, kind of reality and there's a Western tinge to everything, even in, in this new one, mm-hmm. and and it it does kind of it it brings up those Firefly uh, good feels, you I, know. Yeah, I'm excited that we're gonna get to play it. Well, that I'm still gonna get to play it, and then we're also gonna have Telltale's um, uh, Tales from the Borderlands, yes, which is gonna come out as yeah. well. So we're gonna get to know these characters, I think, even more. Yep. 
And nice. uh, soon, uh, I think we get the second opinion on NBA 2K15. I cannot wait for that game. Um, we're going to do Alien. We're going to do Evil Within. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some more Steam stuff. We're not going to do that. And uh, I'll be playing a ton of uh, Super Smash Brothers on the 3DS Thick. on the trip. Uh, I know i got to play new stuff. But. Are those your shoes? No, I've had them for a while. I don't oh, wear them up that okay. often. They're yeah. nice. Uh, anybody can see them. <laughs> but this here, is my toy of the week. There's the soul. These are, uh, uh, these are a gift from my, uh, from my wife, actually. Oh, They're Steve much. McQueen Pumas. Me, his wife has amazing taste, yes, by the does. way. She, oh, God. Uh, we don't need to get into that, but yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Except for I really, me. I really set that one up. I, I, <laughs> I'm the one, play, one time that she faltered. Oh, no. No. Listen. Um... Now you got distracted with your shoes, and I freaking yeah. remember what I was going to say. Oh, uh, yeah, I, know, I remember now. I'm not going to play those games. Yeah, no, you are. Vic. You are. I think what you need to do is you need to reach out to the audience right now and ask for a volunteer to come over and hold your hand while you play no. the game. Would anybody like to sit next to Marissa and hold her hand Why while she plays that? Alien, Isolation, and The Evil Within? Mostly no. just because you want to see the games, right, guys? Okay. Right. Why are you setting them up? No, no, I don't. Oh, shit. I don't want that. Okay. I want to. No, because then I'm going to have to worry about entertaining because I don't like when people come over and I don't have anything that I You'll baked have for them. Some big you just stuff came over them. the other day and I was really upset because it, it was, was just last minute. No. It was I didn't have anything baked. Yeah. My place is a mess. It was, it was ridiculous. It was fine. It was okay, all good. sure. Um, Joshua, what? You got a cue or two? What is it, Joshua? I, I had it at one point, and then you guys skipped over it. <laughs> oh, and then sorry. the chat went We're all crazy. over the place in today's episode. Um, oh, great, uh, gameplay dev asked, what do you guys Hi, think friend. of uh, digital uh, pre orders? Digital, digital pre orders? Yeah. Um, that was in sync. I, I think you should save your pre-orders for, uh, you know, the things that you know are going to sell out. You know, yeah. the collector's editions that have the cool toys and, you know, like you know that that, that Batman and the Batmobile statue thing next year is going to sell out with Arkham. <laughs> if you want those things, you got to plunk your dough down. But, and I guess you do get some, some digital bonuses and maybe you, you get uh, some season passes and things like yeah. that if you pre-order. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, it's it's a risky thing, you know. We're get we're in the middle of the what feels like good game after good game after good game after good game. It does feel like the yeah. industry still is leaving everything to the final quarter and and laying it all out there, saying, "Well, this Laying is the best that we got," you know, yeah. which is uh, crazy. But you you guys know, I mean, it, the the last Alien game was a great a great Why? lesson for all of us. That was not a game. That should have been pre-ordered, and I really hope that none of you guys did. You know? Oh, you know what I'm uh, saying? I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I feel you. I know what you're getting at. No, it's just the big, the big ones, like the big ones for me, like uh, Skyrim. You know what I mean? Like the ones that you know. Yeah, mean if they come with the, if they come with goodies, you know. And yeah. sometimes the game companies send us. We can't really pan up, but I've got the uh, the bird from Bioshock, which I love, and oh, that's cool. The Marcus Phoenix statue that uh, Project Triforce made, and they also think made the Halo Reach thing. Like yeah, these, Halo Reach. they turn into. Uh, I love the collectible stuff. I love it. You know, even the weird Call of Duty. Uh, they've done the the little uh, RC car and Splinter Cell did the big play. some of it's a bit weird but I, I still like the ambition to build a, a, a physical thing that taps mm-hmm. into the game mm-hmm. world you know I think it's yeah. great I uh, I like the pre oh I don't know it just it honestly Have just depends on the game okay you know what Vic 
<laughs> I've seen it. Okay. We've all. Okay, I do have a what toy. Do have? I do. Oh, yeah, I, I do toy. have, and it's different. It's actually not a toy. It, ha- it has been disguised. It is a toy. Right beside uh, my other game controllers over here. You think what it's just an it? okay. Xbox oh. 360 controller, but no, it is not. It is not just an Xbox 360 controller. It's very special. Why is it special, you're asking, and I'm loading up a game here. Okay, okay here we go. There it is. So actually what it is, it is a uh, the Moga Rebel controller. This is one of the first controllers that fits uh, iPhones, and I've got the 6 and Plus right here. Plus so it's a Mi- Yeah, it's a MiFi controller, and it's syncing up right now, and That's I'm playing Wayward Souls with this giant controller this game. on the bus. Uh, but this is, this is notable, though, because a lot I, I hate having to take my case off mm-hmm. of my phone. So the fact you can keep your case on... This is, um, it's incredible. I mean, then, it's, it's such a console type of experience. And you know what I did the other day is I used what? the... Uh, um, lightning to HDMI thing. Oh, okay. Plug this into a TV and use this MiFi control. It was a oh, console. Oh, did you? It was like, what? This is ridiculous. Oh, that's awesome. It was just like having a little portal. I mean, this is this is another Ouya killer, as if it needs more yeah. things oh, to kill it. But uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it's really good. So okay. far, this is by far the best of oh, the MiFi. Oh, it does. It, it lights up in the back, and then you can. Uh, it's got the on-off switch right there, and it syncs up way easier than the, any of the other ones did. I like it's, when things light up. It's eighty bills though. It's oh, not cheap. Ooh. Not cheap. But I don't like that price. You know what? Sixty-five bills for uh, a PlayStation Four controller, right? Yeah, but it's a PlayStation Four controller. I know. It's better. But you're right. No, I feel like controllers are expensive, though. They got, um, they got to come the, down, but this is the closest we've come. You know, yeah. they've got to come down. And I know, I, I listen. PS Now is going to come to the iPhone. It's definitely going to be on Android, and uh, they're going to have all of these adapters and things for you to be able to use your PS4 controller. That's going to be good. amazing. Okay. Uh, fine. But, so we're going to re- really. Major oh, Lucas that. is breaking shit. Pack it. I, I'm up. digging this. This is going into my. Uh, my satchel. Oh, it's going to fit in your satchel? It fits in my satchel. comes with okay, me Okay, well, that's everywhere. important. Uh, yep. How many of you have invested in satchels since learning of Victor Lucas's <laughs> satchel? Because he carries a lot of stuff in there. That should be your Twitter question <laughs> of the day to the audience. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> We've been doing a lot of making fun of Victor Lucas lately on the show. Actually, there's going to be an episode coming soon where Vic is wearing... <laughs> yeah. Where I look just like James, Daniel Craig. James Bond holsters. Yeah. Good holsters. Uh, you're revealing. Um, I'm you're sorry, spoiling you it. I'm you're spoiling sorry. the surprise. But that's what people get when they watch Big Basement. They should be able to get. Just, yeah, this is like the, the extended scenes. cuts uh, stuff right here, right? Yeah. This is, this, these are your featurettes on your Blu-ray edition of the show. <laughs> right. Exactly. I think we should do more of this. Yeah. Absolutely. Need, okay. Yeah. Uh, Joshua, what do you have? Tell me things about your life. How are you, Joshua? I missed you the last three days. <laughs> I'm good. How was okay. your Wednesday? Were you in Ireland? Yeah, were you in Ireland on Wednesday? Come I at me, don't bro. remember Wednesday, <laughs> which is good. Okay. Um, some people were asking, what's your favorite, uh, PS4 controller or X-Bone 1? Um, I, I love the PlayStation 4 controller. Sorry, Xbox One is very good, too. I just feel like it's not that much better than the Xbox 360 controller. It's pretty much the same. Uh, yeah, that's true. I, I love, listen, I loved my 360 and I still yep. love my 360 yep. and I love my 360 controller. So those yep. things are, are, that's the console. It's the Xbox console that I'm just holding on to in my heart. Yeah. Uh, so the controller goes along with it because it was always my favorite. The Xbox one controller is really solid. It's just not it's as good. innovative and, and, uh, 
The, but the PS4 controller, like, I feel like it's a part of me I when know. I'm playing with it, especially when you're playing really any games, but we were just playing uh, Shadow of Mordor, yes. and to have the controller speaking to you, like, it's coming from a different place. That's and you're a still, trip. It's, it's so cool. Yeah, and the uh, and the touchpad stuff and the implementation of it, not, I mean, no, nothing's been a huge big deal or anything like that, but it's no. just really fun and cool and... and uh, Did I, oh, yeah, I thought But it was they so, ripped off so much of the Xbox 360 did. controller they with did. the thing, you know? Uh, like, they learned a lot from their competition. That's true. I uh, got my... Did I tell you that I got my brother a PS4 controller for Christmas? Nice. And then he asked me to return it. Did, did I tell you this? Why? He... My brother made me so mad this Christmas. I can't even... I can't even you tell you. You bought him a brand new I, PS4 controller. I, I did bought he, him... Did he oh, do so that in protest because you didn't buy him a PS4? I think so. I think that was part of it. But really? You, you can use the PS4 controller with your PS3 right. as long as you have it tethered. Yeah. Okay? So I want... Because he's always on his PS3. I'm not going to buy a PS4 for him. He makes he makes a lot of money. He can buy it for this himself. This is the episode I, where Marissa throws her brother under the bus. <laughs> I think that's the title of it. Uh, I think so this is the uh, under he, the bus, brother oh, under the bus. So angry. He opened the. <laughs> he okay. First of all, I opened my gift from him, which was he got me some gift cards for the bay, which is classic veto gift. Okay, Whoa. it's fine. I appreciate it. Um, he bought them at Seven Eleven. Okay, I'm just throwing it out there. He bought all our gifts from 7-Eleven. Wow. So I'm just getting, Vito's getting it right now. He bought all of our <laughs> gifts from 7-Eleven. And then, so he opens my gift that I, I wrapped for him and I got him an awesome car. I just made it special for him. And he opens it up and he's like, why did you get me this? I don't even have a PS4. Yeah, he's like, why did you get me this? Because you, you're always in your PS3 and you, uh, it's an amazing controller. It's the wow. best controller out there now. He's like, well, I don't want this. And I'm like, okay, well, I can, I guess I can return it for you. Yeah, I want you to return it. I'm like, okay, there was no, like, he didn't give me any love at all for it. Like, no, thank you, whatever. And then uh, we were, I was so angry with him that he was so rude that we started fighting. There was this Christmas day. We're still fighting, like, we're teenagers. Oh, my and, uh, God. And then I go into my room and I find the PS4 controller on my bed, like, in protest. You take it back. Wow. And so, uh, yeah, it was a... It was a I'm glad rough that we go. could uh, we could talk about this. Do you feel better now? I do feel do you better. Feel, did you, you got something out there? It's all good. So I took the PS4 controller. It's mine so now. So it's yours. Okay. Uh, good on you. Thanks. High five to that. <laughs> that was the right instinct. I know. Your loss, Vito. Yeah. Thanks a lot, bro. Uh, come at me. But um, no, it's fine. My brother and I just he's he's like that though. He doesn't. Uh, he I, does, if he I, doesn't, would, I wouldn't expect any big gift cards this year at all. He's going to get me a big... I'm telling you yeah, right now, it's no. going to be a big gift card from 7-Eleven. I think he might get you something else from 7-Eleven. Oh, I, I hope it's a Slurpee. Maybe Slurpee gift yeah. cards. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a little more insight into my life. Actually, I've been divulging a lot of my life this lately. Is, uh, this, uh, like, we need to know you. You're the big mysterious woman I'm on the show. I don't think I'm that mysterious. Yeah. But uh, no, because even just Calculords, the review just aired. And I'm like, yes. oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just unleashed about my yeah. grade 10 teacher. Okay. I, I, like I aired review. all of her laundry. I like that review. Okay. I like the game. It's awesome. Any <laughs> it other, is a good game. Any other cues, my friend? Yeah, Calculords is a lot of fun. You should download it if you haven't yet. No, no, no questions. Sorry. <laughs> Joshua. <laughs> the microphone. Joshua needs the microphone. Okay, and he needs to search through. Okay, we need, yeah. Because Twitch has that, has that, it flies so quick oh, the, that you can't. Yeah, I know. 
right? Yeah, you can't see anything. Are, and they're chatting along with everything. And they chat, and we appreciate it. It's but awesome. uh, this weekend, oh, Josh was coming back. Yeah, there was somebody that did ask. Um, uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, there sorry. was way back there. I'm um, sorry. There's um, some folks asking about, wasn't MiFi supposed to be like, you get that in iOS, whatever it was, and you'll, yeah. you'll have a console. People are asking kind of like that. Uh, uh, why it's not like that yet. Why isn't it like that? Uh, simply because it's not a big profit center for Apple. They make, right. they make a lot of money, but comparative to what they make off of their hardware sales, yeah. uh, with their phones and their laptops, and everything, they basically want to get you inside the garden. That's what every move that they have is. And they do take a cut on all so software sales. Mm -hmm. And the biggest cut that they get is from game software because that's what people actually spend money on. Most of the other applications that you run on your phones these days are free. Uh, or there's a free version of some Whatever kind of utility is, yeah. that, that you would want on your phone. But mm -hmm. games are a luxury that people pay for, mm -hmm. um, although they've been priced down, and we've talked about the free-to-play stuff quite a bit on this thing. But it isn't such a massive, you know, for most companies it would be uh, incredible, but for a mm -hmm. company the size of Apple mm -hmm. with, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars in the bank, it's it's just not that big of a deal, you know? Like, it's... Games are the biggest deal and the smallest piece of the business that they really make money on. Right. right? So right. Um, they still want to focus on hardware. Yeah, and they don't want the perception. I think there's still a uh, a negative perception uh, in the mainstream, and that's what I've been combating my whole life with yeah. the or my whole professional life with Electric Playground is to kind of change people's ideas about games and the and the content that we consume entertainment wise that's true well because people that don't play games maybe see it as a scary thing to jump into I think people that do play games yeah. aren't vocal enough about why they love video games I think that get out there people it, I, no, honestly I do I think that there's still some shame I, I think that there's still uh, you know a lot. I mean we see people saying that you suck because you like this game or you suck because you buy this console there's too many of these petty little discussions that have limited the uh, real discussion, which mm -hmm. is why does this stuff matter to so many of right. us? And why does it have an emotional connection with so many of Absolutely. us? Absolutely, we need to and talk about it more. People in mainstream media especially need to talk about video games more. Like yeah. just the way they talk about movies or TV shows, you need to talk about video games as well. Yeah, totally, but that, that also is, I think, a responsibility of everybody that's already into games, mm -hmm. needs to discuss why they love them mm -hmm. with other people that they know, you know, mm -hmm. and not just other gamers that they know. Obviously, keep that conversation going for sure. But yeah. you know, include other people and and uh, you know, if you buy your mom a, a phone or or an iPad or something like that or some kind of tablet, play some games with them, you know, Absolutely. and then and then I think you know, culturally, on mass, we have to start kind of changing the dialogue, mm -hmm. and that's why it's important to us to have television programming around yeah. this stuff because we're sitting there right beside. All the other shows, which is 99% of them, 99.9% mm -hmm. .9 of them, mm -hmm. not talking about this really cool medium. It's yet, true. You know? It's not a clubhouse that you can't get into. This is a clubhouse for all. It is. And, uh, I'm, I'm, so, like, I'm so happy that we have these platforms now. I'm happy that the iPad is out there. I'm happy that any kind of tablet at all is out there and people are jumping into yeah. these things. Because when you get... When somebody gets an iPad for Christmas, like when my mom got a tablet, I didn't, I never in a million years thought she would start playing games, but she's actually interested in them now and she'll watch, like when she saw Monument Valley, yeah. the review for that, she's like, you know what, that looks really nice, I want to try it. Yeah. And it's so nice that there are games out there that people can actually start embracing and, and realize that they're not just for people that play video games. You don't have to be a, a video game person, you don't have to be a gamer to enjoy these things. You can... 
you anybody honestly can jump into this world and still feel welcome. Yeah, and I honestly I think it really is important for people that love games to yeah. uh, not Shit. feel territorial about it, not no. feel like there's some kind of uh, uh, preset kind of you know rating system on the person that yeah. justifies whether we can call them gamer or not. Oh yeah, I, I, you know yeah. like or. You know, if anybody's bought a Wii U and, and they get made fun of somewhere because they, they, you know, like honestly, all of this stuff is just so stupid. Yeah. And we need to just embrace the fact that this is uh, an art form still maturing and it needs different voices and it needs different risks and 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 to be celebrated and to be discussed with the same amount sure. of passion and intelligence and respect. I know. It's, you know what? There's a lot of competition, else. though, yeah. uh, for like people gamers, people that identify as a gamer, still feel very competitive. Yep, it's part um, of the, the history of the medium for sure. Right, yeah. exactly. So yeah. when you, uh, I mean, I remember getting asked when I first started with the show, my first fan expo, so what's your gamer score? Yeah. Like, that was a question that would be thrust yeah. upon me often. And it's not, honestly, it's not about that. You, I don't want that to be part of the conversation anymore about what your gamer score is and how many trophies you have. That shouldn't be a part of the conversation. Yep. It should just be what the game is if you enjoy it and you can recommend something else and yeah and I think you can go too precious with it too which I mm -hmm. think is is also part of the issue as well like yeah. I, I it and I, I sound like a, just such a I know it all you know but I'm just <laughs> just been doing this for so damn long and I've watched all of these cycles over and over again and yeah. and uh, like all the hate that went towards uh, destiny and and you know big games in general like it's just there's such so easy bad. targets to yeah. just tear apart you know and uh not that they need to be do coddled think, do you think there's less guilt involved with that the people that are tearing it apart because they know that this company makes a lot of money they'll have a lot of money for years to come so maybe it's okay that they're tearing them down a little bit i, I don't know i mean maybe that's part of the discussion but i think the mm. the, the truth is is that there are um uh, there are a lot of voices and a lot of ways for people to get information around all of this stuff, but yeah. I, I think it's incumbent on all of us to that love this industry and mm -hmm. love the work that's getting done, even if it's not perfect yet, to find the good things to discuss yeah. and to find the commonalities to embrace and to uh, encourage, uh, you know, risk-taking and uh, discovery instead mm -hmm. of, you know, slapping criticism on products before they hit the shelf just based on the a amount of the budget or, or yeah. the you know the brand that's associated with and i think this whole license game phobia that we've perpetrated in this medium has got to die i yeah. think we just shadow of mordor is one of the best games of the year it's, it's an awesome game, game. Yeah. it's a licensed game warner brothers is killing it with licensed games and we've got to change the uh, the the discussion around that. Look at yeah. what Gameloft just did with uh, Spider-Man Unlimited. I, we want to play as these characters. Listen, I am the first person to rag on Gameloft. The first person to do yeah. it. But if they do something that is actually impressive, I'm I will commend them for it. And totally. I think I did in that review. Look, um, listen, and my mind changed on Smash Brothers. You know, like yeah, so did mine. somebody called that out on our, uh, on our EPN uh, page for the review. It's like, eh, oh, I remember they? when you guys reviewed the any N64 game. The game hasn't changed that much. It's like, well, yeah, but you know what? I was at an age where I was more into uh, Virtual Fighter and Dead sure. or Alive than I was Smash Brothers. Now it's like I see the joy in it, you know? Absolutely. I think we're growing up as gamers as well. Totally. And I and I cast uh, my jaundiced eye, as, as Jones would say. I did that for a lot of games when I was playing them when I wasn't on the show. But even yeah. when I first started, it was just it's easy to hate on something. Clubhousing really has d limited this business in so many ways. And yes, so many I, different I, areas. I, honestly, I was, you know, the first one 
pitching a show that was going behind the scenes to talk about these artists. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And now we're still the only show on TV with this type still of content it, yeah. and this discussion. That's ridiculous to That's me. Crazy. As honored as I am that we are here and doing this and proud of our future mm -hmm. and proud of mm -hmm. what we've accomplished. It's crazy that we don't have more of this discussion in the mainstream and instead I get a phone call when somebody comes up with a violent game and, and uh, it gets some buzz or, or uh, you know, Grand Theft Auto sells know, well. It's that's like, when you'll be on mainstream media. That's when they'll call well, you for I your opinion. Well, now I say F off. You oh, know, good. Now I say, nope, you call me and talk about all of the awesome independent developers that we've got in Vancouver that have been laid off because yeah. transitions are happening, but they're all working on awesome material and that deserves some discussion. Where's right. the discussion on that? Because everything that you, honestly, when you do these interviews and you, yeah. and you, I've been there while you've been, um, being, while you're being asked questions and you'll have such a great insight on so many things and they'll cut out a lot of what you say and just use like little hot words <laughs> and then they'll throw it back into the studio and talk about, well, what happened to Pac-Man or whatever? What oh, was yeah. The, yeah, that, that was, was <laughs> that was a hard one for me to watch. Yeah, that just, just throwing everything you say well, away almost. You know, and we can't get mad at people. I think what we have to do if we're into this stuff, yeah. if you take the time to watch us on Twitch or, or listen to this podcast or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, you know, take the time to communicate with people that don't really understand why you love this stuff yeah. and find words and ways to express why you do. I mm -hmm. mean, it's really, we have to be inclusionary. Mm -hmm. We have to stop turning this into some kind of uh, inside baseball. We are, we are the, the pure true gamers and we're the only ones that understand it. We need everybody on the boat. We need Absolutely. everybody on the boat. Everybody on the boat. And then yeah. when you add more people in the boat, more people understand you and respect you and, totally. and want to have conversations with you and you won't feel so, um, you won't feel, feel so marginalized in your everyday life talking about other things and you can have video games as a part of a conversation with everybody. Well, selfishly, we're just going to get better stuff. Yeah. You know? And, and uh, more people will play and the budgets will go up and we'll, mm -hmm. and we'll hit some of the potential that this, this medium has. Instead, it's a medium that's always you know, reeling and transitioning from market shifts, you know, mm -hmm. and just saying, oh, well, no, everybody's into this stuff, so let's just do this. No. And it's because we don't have enough growth uh, on a year-to-year -year basis, uh, you know, across the board to have investors go, well, let's just try different things because yeah. this is a booming industry and we can go and, and also it's way more expensive. But it, it's weird that we're in you know, we're in the beginning of the busiest chunk right now, mm -hmm. and it's relatively calm comparative to previous years that I've been doing this. Yes. You know, like the release calendar is absolutely shrunken from mm -hmm. where it used to be. Mm -hmm. And I, I can grapple with the amount of games coming out here, you know? Yeah, we'd be okay as long I, as someone I'm else leaving. gets I'm alien. going on a vacation in October. This would seem incomprehensible to me in almost we every other year. We would be allowed to do, Lucas. Yeah. We and, need you. Well, and it's, uh, you know, we're going to get a lot of stuff done before I take off. But sure. that is also indicative of uh, the amount of option mm -hmm. and the amount of choice and the amount of things that we all have... Uh, to keep us busy, but I think honestly, not only do we have to, you know, continue to be purchasers and you know, consumers of this stuff and uh, talk about it in a way mm -hmm. that it engenders people's interest instead of baffles them with, uh, you know, nerd speak. I know. <laughs> you know, like we. But to be fair, people also. Uh, it, uh... 
Because my, okay, so my cousin is really into Magic the Gathering. He's yeah. really into it. But the way he approaches people uh, with his love for it, you almost feel like he's coming at you too hard with it. Right. Because I, and I want to, I want to know about it, but it's very. He's like in defensive position already. Yeah, but he's like, he's always bringing up something else about it when you haven't really grappled the first, like how you actually play it and yeah. what it's about. So uh, I think it's important too that when we talk about these things or talk about gaming or whatever it is with people that don't understand it so much, that we, we use language that's uh, I don't know just a little more welcoming well, more like, layman's terms like and what more... we do on the show right exactly you know? so we don't, we don't throw... dumb it down but no we, we uh... don't but to not thrust it upon people like understand this love it but just you know have a genuine conversation about yeah. it and not just so you need to love this yeah it's it's just a be, weird business be, there's be always gentle. been this there's that word clique there's always been a cliquey quality to it or clicky quality to it I don't, I don't it. like clique and it's crazy you don't need to have an allegiance to a console platform or a brand yeah or we're guilty of it we all, we've all done it but we don't I, well, need well you to. like what you like but you don't have to like grab the flag and run around the room and tell everybody else that they're suckers because <laughs> they bought something else, you know? You oh, know? man, the people love doing that, especially yeah, people know. on the internet. Yes, for sure. We know how some of those people can be. For Am sure. I re- Yeah, I'm right. I don't need to ask, I know. <laughs> what any, do you have, Joshua? Any questions or anything? Or? Yeah, um, it's... Uh, it's almost a, it's almost their time. Oh, so okay. I'll ask you guys what you guys are playing or going to see this movie or oh, this weekend. Oh, okay. Well, we have to play a bunch of stuff. I'm not playing Alien or. I'll be playing Evil Within. Nope. And I will be playing. Not doing um, any of that. Some more Borderlands. So I got a good oh, weekend coming up. Uh, I should start playing Borderlands. Yes. I just need to uh, unpack and think about my life. <laughs> and uh, maybe get some Z's. Ink. Sleep a little bit. Work yes, on that for Irish sure. accent, okay? Oh, can you well, can you show it off? And the, uh, Do you want to say goodbye to everybody and uh, well, Irish I speak? Sa- I, all I can say is the Rolling Hills of Ireland. The Rolling and Hills. The Rolling Hills. The Rolling Hills of Ireland. That and everyone, good. Uh, and my driver was Mark, so though? great. Say, uh, say hello to your mother for me. <laughs> uh, uh, my driver was so sweet, but every time he finished every sentence, he'd always say, "You know." You know, and every and I heard the radio, and they would do it on the radio as well. So every time they would say something, oh yeah, you know. That's awesome. Uh, but it was honestly, it was. Uh, I can't believe I was there, but it happened, and it was green. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's like my trip green. to New York the, the previous week. Yeah, it's just, just like well, boom, I was blah, there, yeah. and but honestly, what a fantastic! I, when would this ever happen in my life? Yeah. I, I had to take the opportunity. It was absolutely. It, it was fantastic. I'm I'm happy that I got to see, and there was then rolling hills of sheep. There were just sheep everywhere. It's incredible. Just hanging out, eating grass. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, you know, in the customs card when you have to fill it when you come back, and it yeah. asks you if you've been on a farm. Yeah. I didn't know what to do. Right. <laughs> because I kind of was, right. but I didn't want to get hassled. Yeah. So I said no. Yeah. I, I, I'm sorry, Canada. You weren't really in the farm. You I were wasn't, on but a it was set. just. It's true, but it, there was just farmland everywhere. Yeah. So. I mean, I wasn't getting, I wasn't you planting things. You weren't in the feed and the seeds the, and all that stuff. I wasn't in the fields plowing and no. sowing. And We want to hear what you're <laughs> playing, so make sure you uh, you comment on the yes. EPN page or in this Twitch thing or send us notes on Twitter or whatever. And thanks we, for watching. Yeah, thank you so much for watching or listening if you're listening to this uh, as a podcast. We appreciate it. Stitcher. Stitcher, have a pint of Guinness and a shot of Jameson yeah, this weekend. Yeah, and, and uh, I, I'm not going to be in the next couple. Of, we'll figure out what's happening. Oh, no. You'll see, me, you'll see me in the basement soon Remember enough. the space. <laughs> Thanks for watching, Bye. everybody. Bye. <laughs>